This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. I wanted a girl. Oh, hey. Well, hey there! What do you say there, world? Welcome to the Races Recap. Today we are getting into a double episode. We're going to be reviewing season twenty nine, <laughs> season twenty nine, episode nine and ten. I guess that's me, probably. That's Hold on, not me. That's probably me. There we go. I'm an idiot. Sorry. All right, I'm Justin. Uh, Diana's not here. She's at a fundraiser. James Earl will be late, but I am hanging with Corey. Cool. Yes. It's just us. Just us right now. Floyd will be joining us when he can get on. Oh my gosh. Liz was a last minute dropout. She had a, uh, I guess, a family thing that she needed to take care of, and obviously, family is more important than a, a damn podcast on the internet. So I asked Floyd to jump in early and maybe back will jump in on the second half. So we're going to have some fun with that. And let's just get right into it. Cause this is a, well, go ahead, go. I was going to say, we matched our outfits. We knew it was just the two of us. (laughs) We're both, we're both wearing green. Oh, is that green? It looks gray, but yeah. Green Uh, team, baby. (laughs) This is green. I wore this on the race. (laughs) Well, there we go. I brought this on the race, but they wouldn't let me wear it because they didn't. Uh. They said the photo wasn't licensed. I'm like, they hated that bird so much. (laughs) I love it. It's my nerdy bird. Nerdy birdie. The nerdy birdie. All right. (laughs) All right. He's got good internet now. He's back home no more. Mexico. Did you get Montezuma's Revenge? Did you get the runs in Mexico? A little bit. I know Tyler did from listening to Psychobabble, the podcast that you guys could check out on full screen and iTunes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, No, I survived. I survived. Oh, there he is, James. Hello. Oh, I told you, I ruined it. What did I ruin? Our our date. It was just us girls. <laughs> <laughs> he was breaking me in, and I was just gossiping about him having the runs, spilling all that tea. <laughs> we were just going to talk about you, James Earl. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. That would have taken hours. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot to say about that guy. Some stories you haven't heard about the race yet. Oh, whatever. You're still better. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Mom and dad kick off in Greece at 2.40. Redmond, 20 minutes behind them. Brooke and Scott, another 30 minutes behind them. Lolo, 20 minutes. And then about an hour and a half, Team Fun are way behind. That's what a U-turn will do for you. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter because at some point, Floyd's coming. Don't worry. Floyd's coming. I, I hear you in the <laughs> chat rooms like, where's Floyd? He'll get here when he gets here. He was supposed to be on at 8, so I asked him to come in early, and he said he'll get here as soon as he can. All right, so we're looking at it, and Joey says he knows that they can win because they've won three first places already, and they're not going to be schemers or backstabbers like Scott and Brooke. Okay. That was that was some shady editing though. Does that like that moment they do like that grin from Scott? That just <laughs> makes it so much worse. Yeah, like the laugh they kept putting in for me. It's like every time I said something, I was like ah, 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 that evil laugh. Like come Put on, again, what do you mean? 
Oh, okay. You want me to go back to Franken bites? I'm gonna do a whole video about all the Franken editing on my season. <laughs> all right, so he's uh, he's throwing a little shade at Scott and Brooke, and uh, he's pissed that they used the U-turn on Mike and Liz, considering that they had the speed bump. Is um, all's fair when in U-turn land, right? We already we all agree on that. Yeah, I mean, all's fair. Yeah, it's all fair. I mean, I did it. I feel I did the emotions they're feeling at the time, but mm-hmm. like. In the grand scheme, it's a game, and you want to win that money. Got to make it rain. Yeah, absolutely. Team Fun becomes Team Fun Stoppable. Fun fact I learned by watching their YouTube videos. You should watch it. They have a Team Fun YouTube channel. Alan, the camera guy, is the one that came up with the name Team. He goes, you guys are like Fun Stoppable. And then they looked at each other and like, oh, my God, we're keeping that. And they've just kept using it throughout the rest of the race. I love it. Alan is great. Alan, a little behind the scene, Alan. I think it's weeks. If you want to look him up and say, hey, Dave, what do you say, Dave? That's cool. Uh, Matt and Red. Why the hell are all these people messaging me? (laughs) (laughs) Matt and Redman uh, seem to finish each other's sandwiches. Uh, Okay. They're just precious. They are just, they are like a most adorable couple of the season. (laughs) I think they do have one hell of a bromance going on. Like all they do is compliment each other and play with each other and giggle. But it's been working, so they've gone 10 leads and haven't gotten anything lower than fourth. Have they fought with each other at all, like, even once? No, I I don't remember a fight. I don't remember anything, even, like... The most most fighting that team has had was uh, Matt versus Vinkin Ashton. Not Matt, uh, Redmond, sorry, Redmond versus Vinkin. That's the most that team has had. Yeah. Uh, Scott has to do this roadblock, he says, because Brooke's done four, and he just hopes that it's not bungee jumping. Anything but bungee jumping. Great I have outfit. a feeling that cameraman kind of like edged that one on because it was great footage. Like, would you do bungee jumping? What do you think about that? Or he knew it was bungee jumping from doing some research. I have a feeling that that's what it was. Doing a little research. He's like, oh, this gorge we're going to is known for bungee jumping. <laughs> He, I do. I think Scott is not just like a great like cast, but I think he gets what's happening, and he he knows. Like, what when I felt Mad Pat egging me on, I knew what they were doing, and I'm like, all right, I'll play with you. I'll come. All right, we're fifth. Yeah, go for the thumb. And he's like, oh yeah, what about the dentist? What do you think about the thumb? So that's where I got with the whole thumb thing. All right, yeah. And then I got to do that. Everybody hated me for it. Then I kept doing this. I knew what I was doing, and I knew they were agging me on, but it was just felt like the right thing to do. And I think Scott's doing the same thing. I think he falls right into it like me. What do you think? <laughs> I would never fall for that trap. I would. I was the person that actively like rooted against that, and like they were trying to ask the question three different ways, and I would give them like what they thought was legitimate answers, but I'm like, I'm not giving you that footage in my head. I'm like, I'm not giving you that footage. We. I was like, we often got like asked a question and then later told like now the non-politician answer because we would always be like no we don't want anyone to go home (laughs) (laughs) oh you dirty dogs yeah they got me i guess i'm pretty easy to bait in (laughs) phil phil baited me twice at the finish line though so i can't say i was always good with that well yeah yeah and you were pretty uh pretty good about that uh at the finish line. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, the roadblock for this. <laughs> I'm not, we're just going to get right into a roadblock, which I love because it's a switchback to season nine. I love switchbacks. I love that they do it. And I love that they actually recognized it. One team member had to bungee jump <laughs> off the bridge into the canal, which looked very similar to uh, our bungee jump episode, which started in one country, took a bungee jump, then got on a plane, went to another country, just like mm-hmm. this episode. So. 
Seems pretty similar. Um, pretty straightforward, except for Scott, who actually turns into Brooke, who says he can't do it while he's doing it. Uh, what do you think about Scott and the drama? Was it real? Was oh, it- I totally, I totally think that was real. Like he saw, he saw it since leg one that he hates heights, and it's unfortunate for him that he's gotten all of the height like challenges. But I feel like this one is particularly bad, just because it is a free fall. Like you are just a leap of faith free fall. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I definitely agree. I think he was definitely terrified for his life. You could tell while when you were watching the episode how freaked out he was. I just didn't love him being like, I got all the heist things. I'm like, you picked to climb the big wooden tower. Like, you knew what was going on in that episode. So I don't feel that bad for you. Like, yeah. I'm like, you could, if you had taken a second, you could have figured out two of the three of those and not had to do them just by looking around. So... Yeah, and I, I I hate to say it, but this is just like I think the, one of the worst leg designs of the season so far. They do this roadblock and then go to a bunch point. So what's the point? Yeah, no, I didn't like it just because it didn't leave a lot of room of stuff to do in Nets country, and that's right. that's, that's a fault. Is when you don't have a lot of wiggle room, it becomes pretty pretty crucifying if you make a mistake. One thing about the roadblock, um, Matt finally took off his hat. Dude has blue hair. He's like the really cool kid that I want to be friends with. I'm just Does saying. He has it's blue. Just, uh, it's like it's, it's like dyed right here. Just like, blue bangs. Like a handful of blue. <laughs> like, I just want to be friends with him. I feel like he's that cool kid that is like way too cool for me, but I want to be friends with him. Yeah, and he's just so cool. He doesn't even realize how cool he is. He's like, dude, he's just being himself. It's like Joe from Survivor. He's, he's just like that. Just doesn't even realize how cool he is. All right. So pretty simple, straightforward. I, lo- I love that he was shaking. You could tell that that shaking was real when they came back from the break. You could see that his his hands were shaking. His knees were shaking a little bit. And when you get to that edge, it, it takes it. It takes a lot to make that step, but he did it. I give can, it I, can I say something that... I'm debating in my head if I want to say this. So the the Amazing Race loves foreshadowing. They like ah, love it. foreshadowing. Say it. And something he said with the bungee jump and really like made me tilt my head. Diana noticed it too. She screamed it out right after. Because like he was like, if I don't want a million dollars after I did this, I'm gonna be pissed or something along that nature. Anytime I hear stuff like that, I make my head kick a little bit, just a little bit to the side. That's a because like that was a real response. That wasn't like a baited response. Like he just jumped and then said that, and they included it. Yeah, I mean, I was texting James Earl throughout the episode saying that I feel like they were really setting it up in this episode to make it look like it's going to be a a team mom and dad versus team Brooke and Scott in the finale. Yes, we have one more episode to go to see if both of those teams make it there. But I felt like a lot of the commentary we were getting from Tara and Joey, uh, not only were kind of them against Brooke and Scott, but I think this episode, we realized these two episodes, we realized a lot of the teams want mom and dad out at this point, which I didn't really recognize or feel at all until this episode. Yeah, I think everybody's really scared that they feel like there's a, they're the strongest team left in the race or the smartest team left in the race or yeah. best best uh, combined teams. But I think uh, Matt and Redmond are peaking at the right time, and it's going to be really tough to beat them in the end unless they make a mistake. Here's the thing, though. That last leg is so mental that you have to get the mental team out, and I think at this point it's Tara and uh, Joey. Well, it's yeah. Tara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, granted, she messed up this episode, but we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Poor girl. I feel bad for her. All right. All teams bunched up on the same flight to Hanoi and Vietnam. Uh, we come off and see uh, Team Mom and Dad are the only one that had four hours of sleep combined. And they talk about already being tired. So, like, 
The leg is, this is going to be the literally the most physical, crucial, excruciating leg of the race. And before it even starts, they're talking let about Let nine? No, let ten. Well, oh, yes. Right. Okay. You're right. Well, like, like I mean, about them. I, I, right when they cut to that interview of the two of them in the back of the cab discussing how tired they were, I mean, that looked like a whole different Joey to me, that whole yeah. episode. Like both of these episodes, it's something in him. I, I could just tell he was sick or not feeling well. His personality just seems so different. So right when I saw that interview in the back of the cab, I'm like, something is off with the two of them today, and this could be trouble. I can't speak for much farther in the race because mom and I, like, we made it through the set that we're talking about tonight. But I remember legs nine and ten just being grueling. Like, I don't know how it was after that. I'm sure it got worse. But nine and ten for us were just brutal. So I know how they feel right now. No, that's that was the most physical legs. The India legs were the ones that just killed us, and it was the heat and the, hot, and the humidity, which is what killed them here. I mean, China was more confusing. It wasn't as grueling, and yeah, uh, USA wasn't as grueling either. I think nine and ten were the, the ones in our season. Just mm. tough. I think that they kind so of. Like, I, I feel for them. Like I feel the compassion because I've been there, and it sucks. <laughs> Well, speaking of sucks, let's go to uh, this uh, first part, uh, which I didn't like, this uh, dancing. Well, they had a little root info. They had to go and find a bunch of dancers and find a clue amongst the dancers. And it was just a yellow stick on the back of one of the fans. People find that, and it was pretty simple. There was probably about 30, 40 dancers. Just seemed another kind of pointless. It's just because no one, no one really goofed up with it. I think if someone had goofed up with it, I'm trying to think of... They needed, like... Five times more fans, five times right. more people. To I'm trying to think yeah. of the uh, season where the, it was the the Christian guys that they came in fourth place because they couldn't find the dress that had it. You needed something challenging like that. Yeah, and um, during um, your season, Corey, the one with the in Mexico with the everybody's trying to find oh, the right yeah. it, the, As I say, the task reminded me more of when we were in the theater looking for clues. And this stupid cleaning guy had it. I was thinking there was an opportunity for it to be a little more difficult (laughs) as I thought ours was. Uh, But yeah, it it seemed like every one of the teams just kind of found the person within a minute or two. Yeah. I I mean, I would have personally edited that part of the whole episode out because there was so much more you could have included. Just, it was just pointless or just not done it. Sorry, guys. I can't love everything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Team Fun helps Brooke and Scott, uh, who are right behind them, by telling them about the yellow fan. I don't like that when you're in the first place. I, I, helping the team that's in second place. I just don't like helping when you're at five teams left because I'm sorry. Like, this is the point of the race. Like, Mom and I, we didn't hurt people. Like, we weren't actively trying to hurt them but we were keeping our little mouths shut with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I remember and Kristen and Tiffany probably like they don't hold it against me. Like, cause it was a race, but in India, when we're doing those little winter melons, they asked us how far they would go. And I was like, sorry guys. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I just ran off. <laughs> like, it's just, you feel the pressure. There's only five teams. There's like one in, there's a 20% chance that you're the team going home. You got to do what you got to do. So I'm not faulting. There's a lot of this episode. I'm not faulting. There's a lot I am faulting, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then uh, Brooke and Scott help Team Lolo. And it says it's the person that they will always help. Lolo, Team Lolo is the team that they will always help. Is that <laughs> until, five minutes, until five minutes later, and then they don't. 
<laughs> no, then they start talking junk. So let's get let's get to the detour. <laughs> the teams have a choice. They have to bamboo climb a window design. It's a, the ladder task, or you have to you know create a window design. It's pretty funny that when <laughs> Brooke and Scott right after that they get to the task. There's ladders. There's only three sets of ladders or three ladders available, and I love these limited tasks, especially when it's down to this. So they say, okay, half of you are going to do this, and half of you are going to do the other one. You like those? You like that aspect of it or no? I love it because it gets the drama that we get now is when people yeah. like when it doesn't end up being even and then it just creates chaos. That's what I love. Yeah, I can, I completely agree. And like I said, I've said this before our season, almost every single one of the detours had a limit on how many you could do. And I mean, it really makes you stop and think a lot more about how long is it actually going to take to get there? Who do you think is going to do this? Who do you think is going to do that? Because you don't want to be the team that ends up at a detour where everything's already taken, which is what everybody did (laughs) in this episode. It's just, it's, I find it really rewarding too, because if you really think through it, you can jump forward and I'm going to be a little pompous and I hate doing that, but like in an African African led, there was a choice between like, like uh, staining a giraffe or doing croquet. And mom and I were like, you know, we were in the back of the pack and we went, you know, croquet is quick. I'm just not sure how many people will be there. So we took a risk and went there and we ended up passing five teams doing that. Um, so we we're literally in the back of the pack and we passed five teams. So like it's, it creates a little more strategy that I like in the game. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely, I love it. I love that fact. And I love because of what exactly what happened in this episode is the reason why I love it. And it leads to, Two team, two people who are just talking about how much they love each other, Brooke and Scott panic and and get let Lolo past them by not looking up because they, they literally show Scott walking over, looking up exactly where the ladder is and then going back over because he didn't notice it. And then Lolo notices it first. They go up and they get it first. And then Brooke's like, no, 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 no. Does Brooke have any right to think that it's hers? No, not until your hands are on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that she thought that, but no, she, I, don't, I don't think she had a right to say no to anybody. And uh, do you think she would have actually got it if uh, Scott was holding the ladder? Well, here's my thing about that. If you really look back at the footage, like Logan wasn't, yeah, Logan wasn't like lifting London up. Like he just put his le- like his foot on the ladder and held it there. And I granted his six five bill, that may be enough. But it's not like he was just being like Superman and throwing her up with his like might to get her yeah. up there. I was like, at what point does Logan just jump and grab it? Because it's probably two inches away from whatever his <laughs> vertical is. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, at that point, that's one of the most critical parts of the race right there. That could be the make it or break it of your season. That's it. That could be yeah. the one that sends you home. So you got to do it. And that separates the strong from the weak. And this whole time, I thought Lola was the type of person that would let somebody like Brooke and Scott step all over him and grab it. So, yeah. I think here's the thing. I think Brooke would have had a lot more ground to stand on if she had noticed the ladder first. So let's like say she noticed the ladder and was like, oh, Scott. And then they bolted in and grabbed it. Then I did it. And I'd be pissed. But like you didn't notice it. You didn't get it first. And then you're still going to be pissed just as you were there first. Oh, and it doesn't end. It goes on and on for the whole episode. (laughs) No, no, no. And this is one thing. All future racers, a little piece of advice for me. Let that shit go. You just gotta swallow it in the moment. Just swallow it and then hold on to all of it. And once you get to the pit stop, then let it go. Like rant, rage, go to the hotel, throw shit, break shit, whatever you need to do. But <laughs> during the race, not break, not break shit that isn't yours. Break shit that like right. break your own shit. <laughs> but just swallow it in that moment and just yeah. keep moving forward. 
Yeah, just like James Earl and Mama D at the train station while they were waiting. They in the moment this up. <laughs> no, we did not. We you didn't fuss and fight. You just didn't talk to each other. You just kind of just I, I, you swallowed it and didn't say anything. I was complimenting you, and we survived that land, did we not? <laughs> yes, you did. That's right, because you guys just sucked it up and didn't argue with each other. <laughs> I couldn't say the same. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brooke says if Scott was holding the ladder, they would have got it. I don't think so either. Uh, running through the streets with the 15-foot ladder <laughs> with all of those um, little guys on scooters, I had a feeling that somebody was probably going to get hit or knocked off a scooter at some point. I was real nervous for Matt when he had that thing around his neck. <laughs> I was like, we're going to see Matt die. <laughs> yeah. I would have hoped some cameraman was like, dude, you're probably going to kill yourself. <laughs> dude, stop it. <laughs> Uh, I love him, but uh, you know, got a little, little more thought. Tara asks Brooke, uh, "What's the matter?" As she runs by, and she says, "I'm losing my mind." <laughs> she keeps going. I, now, I, I will yeah. say, in this moment, I I'm not mad at Scott and Brooke for not telling them. Like, I did it. Tara and Joey are gonna feel slighted, especially when they come in last. But if I was Brooke and Scott in that moment, oh, best believe, I want that team to run all the way there, look <laughs> yeah. around for a bit, maybe go around the corner, like. I want that. I need that. So I, I can't fault them for that. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I agree. I don't think they did anything wrong by not saying, oh, don't run all the way to the ladders. They're already taken. Like, nobody's going to do that when there's five teams left. No, no. And you shouldn't expect that. And, and the fact that it put so many teams, like, on tilt, they were so mad for so long throughout this race because they expected help. It's like, What? Yeah. Well, I get it because, like, at the beginning of every race, like, for the first, I would say, five or six legs, everyone's super helpful and super, like, oh, here it is and there it is and pointing there. And it's a shift. Like, all of a sudden, it's a shift, too. And I don't know about, like, like your season, Corey, but I felt it in our season. It was around, <laughs> like, eight. It just happened. Well, it's so interesting because I always say, like, there were certainly teams helping each other, and we had kind of, like you said, you kind of have to stop once it gets down to five or four teams, and it's like – we got so much shit from viewers for like not telling Sherry and Cole where a clue box was in an airport <laughs> when there's four teams left. I'm like, uh, no, we're here to win the game. I'm not handing anybody anything at this point. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. No, stop with the helpy helpy. Let's hear it. I'm going to race <laughs> against you. We'll be best friends after like they are now. So whatever happens during the race, just do it. Well, that's why I said Sherry and Cole weren't even mad about it. <laughs> Viewers <laughs> were upset. And Sherry and Cole didn't even care. They understood. Uh, yeah. So mom and dad got to that ladder task. They had to switch. Uh, they're mad at Brooke and Scott for not saying something. Brooke and Scott are furious because they have to switch. But then... Um, after Tara switches, let's get to the Tara's mistake here. Uh, this was this was critical. I'm sorry that I. Here's my rule, and this and this is another like another thing. Mom and I did like Mom and I mentally prepared for what we would do, and I think it's how we made it so far. Because if you really look at Mom and me, we shouldn't have made it as far as we did it, but like we prepared mentally. Um, one of the things was if one of us decided or had a question, it was like, wait, 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 is, are we doing this right, or are we sure about this, like? Our rule is if, like, either of us said that, we had to take a break, read through it, and make sure. Like, both of us read the paper and made sure we knew what we were doing. That's a great um, rule. And I feel like this should have saved Tara and Joey. Because I think Joey during this, one of them during this, I think it was Joey, was like, wait, wait, wait. What mannequins do we need? And then she just, like, kind of halfway read it real quick. She's like, just man and man and boy, or man and girl. Yeah. And I feel like if they had just taken – the 10 seconds to read the clue one more time, it would have saved them the 40 minutes that they probably spent running back and forth. 
honest question, all of us during any epi- any part of your season, if you took let's we most of us took thirty seconds to a minute to read our clue. Let's say we each took five minutes to read our clues. Do you think that would have affected placement in any leg of our races? If it just took extra time to make sure we read our clues properly. The, there's only one leg that would have affected us on, but it was a desperate leg anyways. And it did, like mom and I lost by four minutes and led 10, but right. like we were never that close any other time to, for it to matter. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I would say there are certainly legs I can think of where it would have made a difference. Cause we, our teams were always so bunched, but I mean, it, it not where it would have put you out of the race completely to spend even another spend three minutes as opposed to five minutes reading it. I mean, it's so interesting too, because we would certainly read the clues when you were at the detour decision point. But then once we got to the location, we would reread it again. Then we were reading it in the cab on the way there. The cab is the perfect time. Like mom and I would like read it aloud and make sure we knew what we were doing. I mean, they had to, it looked like they had to travel on foot in this, but it's like, yeah, they had to get to that mannequin shop from the decision point. So yeah, just to take another minute, obviously we can say how more, how important that would have been for them. Yeah. Well, and it's just for any future races. And hey, if anybody's going for all stars, which I'll talk about at the end of the second episode. Um, Um, One for racers. I want you to go back. Do you remember the 28 starting line? Right. Tyler and Corey, they caught my eye during that video, and I knew for a fact they were going far. Go back and watch what they do with that clue when they did the detour. You see all the teams like grab it and run, like do like, oh, we're doing this and run. Tyler and Corey sat there and read it, read the extra information, and then made a decision. And I knew, like, I knew from that moment they were making it four. He definitely, definitely did say that. I remember, remember you were saying that. I, I want like who you picking? That's the team I'm picking because of that. That's the main reason they stopped and read the clue at the time when everybody else was dancing around, having fun, not really paying attention. And they were like reading the clues and out. And that was the first clue. So that's what I'm telling you. They went in it to win it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a problem. As Tara misreads the clue as they grab only two mannequins when they need three. Uh, and then leads to one of Joey's classic lines, which I loved when Joey dropped his mannequin. He said, uh, I broke up with her and she took it kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> Go Joey. Uh, I, Matt, again. As I say, I couldn't believe watching mom and dad. Like they were, it looked like they were trying to keep the mannequins like intact and like in their full, like stand up positions. Yeah. When they were moving, I'm like, take it apart. Like, <laughs> make it easier on yourself to carry. Yeah. In my head, I'm just like, if somebody has a belt, don't they just tie two of the bodies together and they just hold the belt with one hand and they well, can hold it? Like, I don't know. That's why I, I, I respected Brooke. I was, I'm, I'm, I was really surprised, especially seeing her take the scarf and get the parts. I mean, obviously, like, props on you. But I was surprised they let her do that because in our uh, – Bali leg when we had to carry the chickens and the coconuts it said in the clue you cannot use your shirt to carry coconuts you cannot stuff them in your bag you can't wrap anything around it you have to just carry it with your arms so i was really surprised that they were able to wrap the extra pieces and stuff to make it easier i think the only difference there is y'all just like a numbers game did y'all do what like five chickens yeah. and 40 coconuts yeah so i think that's the only difference is they didn't want like someone like brody like Boosting it with 40 coconuts in his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big ass shirts, yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is where Matt helps Team Fun with the ladder as well. Uh, all right, so we get into this ladder task. Matt is helping Team Fun. It looks like he's helping them to be a nice guy, but for me... No, no, he was he was helping them to get his little tail through there. That's Absolutely. what I saw. Yeah. 
That's what I saw too. Okay. I just hope that they wasn't trying to make the edit seem like Matt being a nice guy. He was just like, get out of my way. So I mean, I think Matt is a nice guy, but I think in that moment he was just like, I need them to move. Like I need them (laughs) out of the way. Uh, And then they cut to a nice flash here. I love that. Scott thinks Brooke is the worst and she thinks that he is the unsupportive one. I think they're both right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm just messing with you i'm just playing come on they 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 had some high emotions at this point that they were unable to let go and i think i think that almost did them in and it's a little scary for them what i want to know is when they're like standing on the street arguing and that one moment they like just took a minute to stand and scream at each other i'm like please tell me that the cameramen are getting signatures from like people they ask for directions and that's why they're waiting that they're not just actually just wasting time screaming at each other in the street. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's in the back stop. of my head, in the back of my head, I was like, please tell me you're waiting for cameraman signatures and you're not just wasting time. <laughs> yeah. They did stop in the middle of the whole, yeah, I didn't even put two and two together, but that's probably what happened. They were waiting. For yeah. I mean, like, knowing, knowing Scott, it, it, that had to yeah. have been it. But I think the dynamic that they've had, all the race that's been working for them, kind of fell apart this one. So this whole race, it's been Brooke having her moments, and then Scott just, like, Scott being this one that swallows it and be like, no, it's okay, we'll keep doing this. And I think Scott finally just reached his tipping point in this moment. And then when he, like, popped back, I'm not saying he was wrong, because he popped back and he's been yelled at the whole race. I think that just kind of set them off. Oh, Brooke is in the chat room. Oh, God, hey, Brooke. They were getting signatures, so welcome, welcome. Well, and I was going to say, I know we already passed it, but honestly, I wrote this down in my notes. Uh, When Scott was doing the bungee jump before they even got there, I was so impressed with how supportive Brooke was for him in that moment. And I think we hadn't seen a lot of her being that person for him. And I loved seeing that when they were doing the bungee jump. And I'm like, this is a team that can win when they do the right things to support each other's personalities. And I wanted to give her such props for being a calm, like responsible, like a partner in that moment for him when he needed her. Oh, they're not a bad team by any stretch. They just had a moment during the yeah. sledge. They're, oh. <laughs> they're a dysfunctional They always team. have a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they dysfunction, but they, they get it together, and they're they a good team. They're good at tasks and stuff. They just need to work better yeah. as teams. And uh, she does admit that she had no right to that ladder. So. <laughs> 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 and this yeah, We said that, too. Okay, so this is one thing. Tara, Tara gets to the task with the mannequins, and then they realize. She says, I forgot one. I don't think we have one. I'm missing one. And then continues to go on anyway. Right thing to do? Here's the only... I'm trying to put myself in their mindset. And the only thing that I can gather is they're hoping by some grace of God that this middle mannequin in the picture isn't needed. And then they're, <laughs> gonna, they're already there. They're gonna, they already have some of the mannequins. So they're going to set up what they have, see if it's right, see if maybe we can squeak by. And then if it's not, they'll go back for the other one. That's the only logic i can figure out if that's not the truth then i have no idea what they were thinking and like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i I don't know either but that's what's cool about the race sometimes you could see people do things and you don't know their motivation until they come on places like this or we get to talk about them or to jump in chat rooms and if they never do then we get to like put our own thoughts in their heads 
I bet you that's what it is. I guarantee. I, 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 if I was a betting man, I put it on it. Well, Brooke just can't. Okay, she just can't, and she doesn't know how to do this, and it just needs to be over. So. I just want to let you know that she just can't again. And she actually does as she's saying she can't yet again, which seems to be her motivation. I guess she seems to motivate herself by saying she can't do it. I have to give her props there. Cause I'm pretty sure at one point she was actually carrying like more mannequin than um, Scott. It was just like a brief like moment on the stream, but I looked at it. And I was like, she has like three or four pieces and they're pretty big ones. And she yeah. was just, just a trucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm petting my dog. If I don't know what it looks like above my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, very happy that the judge didn't tell them what was wrong. Uh, see, in the last uh, task with the judge, the judge told the, the people what, what they did wrong. In this task, I'm very glad that the judge didn't say, okay, you need to get another mannequin. They just had to figure it out. I mean, that's how it should be. That's what makes it a little more challenging. Yeah. It had to be. It has to be like that, and it should be that way for for every task that includes a judge. Because uh, I didn't get no damn help on the one time I damn needed it. All right, Joey and Tara break rule number one. Read your damn clue uh, as they realize after they already realized. Because they go back and reread the clue, and they read one man, one boy, one one girl, and they run back uh, online. That was everybody's thing. Hashtag read your clue. Um, I even I was kind of mean maybe online when I said uh, for a mistake like that that's when you deserve to go home. I mean, they almost did. They got lucky. Um, yeah. They really, really got lucky in that moment. But it sh- it goes to show you like one task can get you out. I don't care how good of a team you are. Absolutely. One one task, one mistake gets you out. You ain't got to tell me. We got really fortunate that the girls made their mistakes the same legs we made ours. Uh, Scott is very happy that they only have two mannequins after he notices it. He's he gets that little giggle going, uh, which, which I I think I want to get a sound bite of that and play that on our episode. Floyd, uh, Floyd, yeah, just jump in there, Floyd. He said he's just so. Hey, right. Floyd, is he coming? Right. I think so. Tara tries to keep a positive attitude the whole run back, which is something that I really appreciate. Uh, I one think- thing I appreciate with her too is she owned it. Like like once they've realized they were wrong and they got the nose, she was like, "That's on me. I'm sorry. Let's just go." And like she was like, "That's on me." Like, I love that she owned her mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't try to play it off. She didn't be like, well, we both read this. And uh, it, it's what a good team does is they rebound. They just own it and keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, and that's what you have to do if you're if you're trying to win a race or if you're trying to win a leg, not just stay in a leg, uh, which is something that you need to stay in a leg. But sometimes you can overcome those type of things just to stay in. But if you're going to try to win a leg, you definitely need that. All right. Join any time, buddy. So he's home now. Hopefully he'll jump in as we continue on. If you notice any stop with the flow comparisons. What am I seeing in the damn chat room here? All right. Nobody's calling her flow. Flo is a quitter who didn't do any roadblocks. Stop it. I, I mean, <laughs> she did win, but she supposedly gave her money to the all the money back to... Uh, I don't know how true that is. I got to find out about if she gave all the money to a partner after all the online pressure saying she didn't deserve it. She gave it uh, well, to Zach, but I don't know. I, I, I read that. Don't know how true that is. So if there's anybody can verify it, that'd be awesome. All right. Read your clue. All right. <laughs> So uh, anything else that's, uh, that you noticed in these uh, this task here uh, with the uh, the ladders, uh, the mannequins that uh, I didn't get into? No. Like I said, the only thing I didn't like about this lead design is when you have one challenge, 
in a in a brand new city after a bunch point in a, an airplane it's it's pretty savage that leaves yeah. no room for error and i just i'm not a big fan of it i wish they would have had one more roadblock if they're going to do the roadblock at the beginning i'd have another one in there that the other person has to complete but well i think Corey has a theme on that for oh, next episode, the next yeah. episode as well. So. But, no, I mean, I completely agree. It makes it so hard when you land in a new city to then just do one task. And I mean, we know the, how close they were because we've already seen the next episode, but it's like there was only like a 40-minute spread between all five teams in this leg. So that just shows how close it was with only having to do one task. Yeah. So here we go. Let's get to the pit stop. Matt and Redmond compliment each other again in the cabs on the way there. Um, team fun stoppable beats Matt and Redmond in the cab battle again, as, uh, we find out the heading to one of the places that I am super jealous of. They're going on a, a cruise around the Galapagos islands with 14 excursions to the islands. I am very jealous. Mm, yeah. now, Brandon, I don't think it's so much of a cab battle with them anymore because they were ahead of them, like the entire leg, like the entire leg, pretty much. Well, I, mean, I say that the half the leg. I mean, it was only a four-minute difference that they checked in, so right. I was wondering how close that they were making it look because of the edit and how close it actually was. But yeah, I agree; they were kind of head-to-head the whole time they were out on the ground. Wow! Hmm. So Matt and Redmond, uh, they are now. The, I like this little line from from Becca. She said, uh, "Their team fun stoppable, and uh, the, this is team unbelievable. Unbelievable came up with it on the, the spot." Love the puns. Get it, girl? (laughs) All right. Joey said his uh, first gut instinct in L.A. was to not trust Brooke. Something I would advise every single person on the race. Always trust your gut. What do you think? Should he have not trusted Brooke from the start? So I I, I already said this kind of earlier. I don't fault Brooke and Scott for for what they did gameplay wise with the other teams by not telling them, um, like not telling them that the ladders were up or not telling them, you know, where things were and stuff like that. The stuff I faulted their team for was the arguing between themselves and then just not letting it go. Right. But at this point you can't like, here's the thing. If they would have told them where that was, or they, there was no more ladders, that might've been it for them. They That's very well could have been that last place. Yeah. Just a little bitterness at the mat. Did you guys have gut feelings about like certain teams when you saw everyone at the race as far as like, I mean, I think you all size everyone up and think they're going to be competition. They're not going to be competition or, or whatever you may think, but I don't know if I had any gut feelings like don't trust team my, X. No, my gut feelings weren't uh, don't trust team X or team this. My, my gut feelings were like, uh, you should do this or don't do the fast forward. Like I wanted to do the fast forward because it was like, I'm in first place. I do the fast forward. It's guarantees first place. You know, weird, Bob. I wanted to do the fast forward, but my gut was like, no, Diana was like, no. Yeah. And then there was, I, I just said it and I just did it. I just made the decision. Like, but I felt that I shouldn't and it hurt. <laughs> and yeah, I never had like don't trust instincts. I had like I knew who I could trust a hundred percent, and I knew who I like. I knew how to take with a grain of salt. 
No, he yeah. thought he thought he knew we could trust 100. percent If he was, yeah, Princeton definitely yeah. never never betrayed us, not once. <laughs> yeah. We the whole time we went through casting, we did not think we were gonna like Sherry, Sherry and Cole, and then like after one episode, we were like our new best friend, Sherry and Cole. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Joey yeah. collapses at the mat. A little dramatic there. Uh, well, here's the thing: if he looked rough going towards the um towards the mat, if you saw him. I'm pretty sure he was having a heat stroke. Yeah, like he was. He was like, <laughs> no, like I am. I am convinced on the five second clip I saw that he was having a heat stroke because he was having like the, you could see it. He was having the cold sweats. He was actually shaking, but it wasn't like his body was shaking. You could see his muscles twitching, and that's what the difference yeah. is. It wasn't like he was doing this number. Like muscles were twitching in his arm. Uh, like I would love to know for a fact, but I like I said, I, I really think he was having a heat stroke. No, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, he's a tough guy, man, and he was literally powering through everything. He never really complained about stuff. He just kind of powered through. So I got a lot of respect for that. Uh, Tara's pissed at Brooke on the mat uh, <laughs> for asking if they're okay. And she's like, no, no, no. You can't ask if you're okay now and you didn't help us in the beginning. <laughs> what are you I think, she, I think she was projecting her day, her, all of her emotions from that day were getting projected <laughs> on Brooke, which is not fair to Brooke. Like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I did where Tara was coming from, but that was not fair to Brooke. No, I agree. I was like, oh, that might be a stretch to say that she doesn't care about your well-being because she wants to beat you in a game. Yeah, but, I, I think it was genuine on the mat. It wasn't. Oh, like, no, it absolutely was. 100%. So I, I think Tara just let, let her anger get the best of her on that. <laughs> uh, team mom and dad are last, but as everybody knows, it's a non-elimination. Pretty much everybody on the show called it last week. Um, well, the, the only reason I did is because they did a double double episode. Right. But if they hadn't, it would have been a toss-up for me if it was or not. <clears throat> but only uh, <clears throat> one person said who is <clears throat> coming last place and uh, get the speed bump. No, oh, bless your little heart. Also said who was going to come in last place in the next episode. <clears throat> we go back and check the tapes. Uh, <laughs> Joey said his – oh, God, we got that. All right. <laughs> so, team mom and dad, it's not elimination. What do you think? Overall leg design, I wasn't a big fan. Didn't enjoy it. I think it was one of the worst designs of the, of the, of the season. I liked the challenges themselves. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like how the order and the design. Like, right. I, if that makes sense. Yeah, I wish the bungee jumping would have been in the same country as the other detour. Um, yeah, but I, I liked the mannequin task and I liked the ladder task. I didn't have any problems with those. I thought they were both fun to watch teams yeah. struggle. Um, but yeah, I wish it would have had more to do to spread some teams out because once we saw the cab order going to the very first fan place, it didn't really change much after that. Yep. All right, um, super fan move is gonna. I'm actually gonna give it to London because I don't give Team Lolo any any damn credit. Uh, London for just calling up the ladder, talking about. Uh-uh, I thought we were playing nice and just going up and getting it anyway, uh, not giving a f. So go ahead, London for just actually stepping up and proving that you won't just be stepped on. Because I felt that London and Logan were the type to be like, all right. Sure. <laughs> It just seemed like that to me. Uh, seal clap, James Earl, the world famous seal clap. Who's getting it? But I, okay, so I, <laughs> one point, so I toss a lot of different ideas in my head. My seal clap is going to go to Scott because I was so happy when he jumped off the bungee jumping. I know he had a lot of dramatic sitting up there, but like the fact that he just did that 
I was afraid he was going to pull like a little uh, like Mika and Cannon moment from way back when, where just wow. like they just weren't doing it. So I, I was really happy when he jumped. Mm-hmm. And Corey's LOL moment of the episode. There were a lot of like subtly funny things in this episode, and and I really like I watched it back and like wrote them all down and, and was waiting to see. Honestly, I don't even know if anybody else noticed it, but when Brooke and Scott are carrying the mannequins and she's really struggling with them, she like accidentally hits one of the mannequins on like a pole or a stop sign, and she just screams no at the stop sign as if it were trying to like <laughs> prevent carrying everything. And it was so funny. Like, watch the episode back just for that moment of Brooke, like, yelling no at the stop sign. I'm going or this, to. Like, I didn't notice it. I didn't either. This, like, te- this telephone pole, like, not today telephone pole. <laughs> it was so funny. I was crying. Like, did she just do that? Of course she did. <laughs> That's great. All right. So we're continuing on here. It looks like uh, Matt and Redmond are continuing solid back-to-back uh, second places. Brooke and Scott went from third to fourth. Tara and Joey went no, from fourth to third, right? For episode nine, they went from third to fourth. Didn't they get third in that line? London and Logan got third. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, um, London and Logan went from fourth to third. Tara and Joey first to fifth, and then fifth to first place. <sighs> Team Becca and Floyd. Hey, hey. <laughs> what's up? We just, we just watched episode nine. What flag? Perfect. Us, uh, Colorado state flag. Do you know those two? Uh, no, I didn't bother learning those. It seemed unnecessary. So thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. Uh, and for those, for, again, for those of you who don't know, if you're just joining us, Floyd and his partner Becca have an awesome recap that they do on their channel on YouTube. Oh, uh, Team Funds recaps, where you can get all their fun selves, sitting in onesies, drinking champagne, and, and uh, yes, <laughs> and some beers. It's 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 fun watching you guys, and it's cool to see that you guys are really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So what's up, man? Um, you want to get out for anything off your chest from any of the earlier episodes that you want to clear up for anybody before we get to the, the dreaded episode? Uh, not particularly, you know, because we, we get a pretty good edit. There's <laughs> no. really not a lot of things that aren't cleared up. So I don't know. If I, if I think of something, I'll say it. But right now I'm good. Yeah, I think you guys have gotten one of the best edits in the history of the Amazing Race. <laughs> unless, unless there's just really never negative scenes that happen. Well, between you what's two. funny is like the Grease Leg 8, actually. We were expecting there because, yeah, we were positive, but there's actually a little bit more bickering between me and Becca than like any time previous in the Amazing Race. So they, we thought they were going to edit that to be like, Greece is like the downfall of team fun. And so we were literally watching it, like ready for it all to happen. And like, we check in at the pit stop and we're like, that was awesome. We, nice. they didn't show anything. <laughs> so we're just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. With us. The only backlash online that I saw was when Becca grabbed you and threatened to punch you. Like people were, oh, yeah. <laughs> people yeah, were pretty, it's like, I, I, whatever. I mean, that was a good, that was slightly edited incorrectly. Cause like we found the passport so that whole like punch thing didn't happen. We talked about this in our recap. That whole punch thing didn't happen until after the fact. When when Abdul gave me back my passport, my driver's license was also tucked in, inside cover. So mm-hmm. as you're we running back up, that fell out. And Becca was like, "Are you serious, Floyd?" And like, it's whatever. Oh, it so in the chat room, yeah. Brooke, Brooke wants to know, Floyd, please tell me what it's like to get an awesome edit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's cool. I like it's, it. It's, Brad, compared to you, I think anyone in this chat room can tell you what it's like to get an awesome minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. Well, you came just in time. We're going. Uh, we're heading to our second leg here in Vietnam. The tough one. The most it. grueling yeah. episode of the season. Turns yeah. into the most heartbreaking episode of the season. And, it's uh, rough. Uh, let's just start it just off. Just initial feelings, like I am so glad I didn't have to do this light. Like, <laughs> praise the like amazing race gods because this light is brutal. Yeah, nothing seemed fun. It was a beautiful, beautiful destination with amazing backdrops, but none of this seemed fun. This all seemed like hard work. It was grueling. Yeah. <laughs> so episode starts with Scott and Brooke hugging Logan, who is totally over the whole ladder thing. And uh, Matt and Redmond and Logan are topless, and it's just... I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, everybody's over there being jacked and topless. <laughs> the one time they show me without my shirt, I get man boob uh, comments <laughs> on Twitter the whole time. <laughs> Always jealous of the uh, muscle shots. <laughs> Scott says, all right, here, question. Scott says the race is about building alliances and dropping them at the right time to win. Agree or disagree? Let's go around. Uh, I mean, uh, go ahead, Corey. I was going to say, I, I completely agree with him. And clearly that shot was taken from when they like did their like pre-interviews before they even picked. If you watch it back, you can tell that's like an old clip of Scott. Um, but, I mean, I completely agree. We've, it's what we were saying in the whole last episode. Once it gets down to – six five four teams only so much you can do to really help people that's not going to end up putting them ahead of you and you possibly out of the game so mm-hmm. I, I agree with scott there yeah absolutely and here we are i don't know how to take it but uh, it's a full intro again i didn't get it but you got another one every freaking episode full interest <laughs> stupid little things that we look at all right we got to catch a taxi to a bus to a limestone mountain uh, do we like the taxi to the bus thing? Uh, two buses, maybe three buses if one team's too far behind. Do we like the fact that uh, uh, it separated uh, maybe one or two teams like that? Kind of. Oh, like I, I, I like it. I, I like the challenges. Um, it becomes a crapshoot because if you think back to our season, it wasn't necessarily the order that we left the pit stop, the order that we don't on the buses. So it creates a it creates a crapshoot with bad taxis. I don't mind it. All right. Well, Team Fun leaves at 7 of 59. Matt and Redmond about four minutes behind them. Low, low 15 minutes behind. Scott and Brooke 20 minutes behind. Mom and Dad 15 minutes behind them. So everybody pretty close. And they get $30 for this episode of the race. Lots of money. Here's the thing, though. When you get that few of money, you know something's up. Like, you know that you're going to be doing a lot of the work or a lot of the running. Yes. (laughs) There's not going to be a lot of cabs. It's you going to one place and doing a lot of manpower. (laughs) So Team Fun, super confident because they're learning so much about each other and about the race as they go along. A foreshadowing? (laughs) Totally. Just a little. We just we, we we felt good because we had like a tough grease leg. We came back from that to get first in Vietnam. You know our track record over the whole race up to that point seemed really good. So we were just like, is this yeah, the first? Know. Is this the first time we're seeing a little bit of cockiness from Team Fun? Yep. I don't think that's I, cockiness. I don't know. He just admitted it. I mean, yeah, I think it's co- I'll say it's cocky. <laughs> we're being cocky. I mean, I we, we talk it. about it like in like in our episode, we were just like, this is the first time we kind of felt like man, we're great, we're doing good, and then, like, that kind of started 
maybe the beginning of our downfall because it kind of took away some of the focus that we should have had. Well, that's so. kind of what I want to know because a lot of people say that about me and uh, that I was overconfident and that's kind of what did me in. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it didn't do me in until the last episode or did it? Uh-huh. So was it that? <laughs> do you think that's kind of played into something that in this well, episode? Because I don't think yes. it did really, but go ahead. Well, well, so we talk about this in a recap a lot. It's in that moment, especially in that leg, we had this moment where because you, you see people all the time saying, like, don't necessarily play to, for first. Like, just play to not get eliminated. Mm-hmm. And so we're all buddy-buddy with Matt and Redmond. We're on the same bus as them. And uh, Becca basically says it really well. She was like, in that moment, she felt like we just have to beat Matt and Redmond and do whatever it takes to beat Matt and Redmond. Um, so the entire time, like, we were just, like, biking to beat Matt and Redmond instead of enjoying the scenery. Um, when it was me versus Matt at the roadblock, I, like, I remember consciously thinking, like, as soon as he started leaving, like, I almost, I, like, probably had to leave right away also you know what i mean so i think i don't know if it's cockiness but we definitely got up in the whole we want to get first instead of just like not focusing on the big picture which we think that was part of our downfall well yeah then me and james earl had a different strategy as well right i think your, yours was to kind of stay in it and just win it near the end and if you could take first mm-hmm. place take first place is was that yours james earl Go that's, on. A, that's exactly mine mine was just don't get eliminated now granted there was a few exceptions like when we were in africa we were towards the front we thought we could win it so we really went for it and tried to win but for the most part our strategy was just like just do what we can to stay in it Corey? It really doesn't matter. You can be, you can literally net to the last, not limbs three times. If you're in that last lead, you can win. <laughs> you can win that million bucks. It doesn't matter. So that was our strategy. You and uh, Tyler were a little different, Corey. Yeah, I think our strategy honestly was to like. St- after the first episode, we got second place in the first episode, and he and I were both fans of the show and had always said, we could do this, we could be on that, we could win a leg. So to get second on the first episode, I think we looked at each other that day and said, let's always finish in the top three. And that was kind of our strategy, and I agree. We did five legs, and I think we got very cocky. We finished in only first and second, five legs in, and then we hit our rough spot in the sixth episode. And, of course, that's the one they have me being like, more first place are coming. <laughs> and then we get sixth place and, like, barely survive the next two legs. So, well, I, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I think, yeah, sometimes being a little overconfident can uh, trip you up a bit. I don't think anyone's racing necessarily. Like, I feel like every team is wants to get first. Like, I don't know if anyone ever is trying to be second to last purposefully, you know? I think it's like, it's a difference between strategy and like the mindset. Like, it's important to have that humble mindset, but then I think you should always still run as hard as you can, you know, and just see what happens. All right. Matt and Redmond say they always race like they're in last place. Good strategy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's how you need to race. Future racers, if you're watching this, always always act like you are not safe. Even if you leave that roadblock first, your taxi may be putt-putting and everyone else may be booking it. So you need to always have your eye on the prize and hurry. I, I agree. And uh, a little behind the scenes that you only know if you've watched our show is that it, it, when in the Poland episode of our season, if you go back and watch it, uh, we finished that leg before they landed in Poland. And that was one of the most grueling legs. So go back and watch it and see if me and Diana took one second off. We raced and pushed hard that whole time, and we knew we were hours ahead. But you just never never know what's going to come. And if something comes up that you have a hard time doing, you're going to need that cushion. So always race like you're in last place. All right. Scott has learned he has more patience than he thought uh, dealing with somebody like uh, Brooke and and not dealing with that on a uh, regular basis in life. Uh, 
What do you think? Is Scott uh, being patient this season? Or I think he- for the first eight legs, he was super patient. Last le- last leg, we started seeing the cracks, and I mentioned this. Um, and I think we're going to see – no, we're not going to see more cracks this episode. No. Eh, a little. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, again, this is just – you have to remember, There's most people have – two different personalities. They have the one they race with and they have their real life ones. And everyone's pretty awesome real life or you wouldn't have made it onto the show. Let's be honest. Like they're not going to get like some just awful person on the show, but how people respond to the stress of the show and how people are edited on a show, trying to create a new persona for you. That's very well put. I, I, I don't know if I would have put it that way, but I like that. I like that. Very eloquent, sir. I'm trying. <laughs> well, I I just want to also throw in I hate Joey again for bringing up the fact that the Red Sox came back to beat the Yankees in the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the ALCS. Uh, uh, thanks to Joey for rubbing Wait, is Joey in the chat room? No. No. Uh, he said it on the damn episode. Ah. Sorry, I missed the part. It was a it was reference. O- I just zoned it out. It was over my head, too. I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Sports. All right. Lolo tells uh, the bus to go, and uh, Brooke tries to pay the bus driver to leave. Strategy. Team fun. Would you guys have ever, in any situation, have done anything like that? I mean, <laughs> probably. Really? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you think we're... Yeah, we're, like, happy-go-lucky, but we're still, like, especially at that point, we're still, like, want to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of like, U-turning isn't always a personal thing. Getting the bus to leave is just part of the game, I feel like. The only thing I'd worry about is if it'd make some of the locals late. You know what I mean? The people actually live there. <laughs> like, if, if the bus was, like, already full, I'd be like, it's full. Let's go. Like, peace. That is so funny. You even thought about that, making the locals late. That's, <laughs> oh, you're such a better person than me. I'm gonna say no, Brandon. I'm, I'm right there with uh, L- London and Brooke. Like, if I'm on that bus and on those teams, by all means, like, make it rain. Let's go. Yeah. As a viewer, and this is a separate thing. As a viewer, I'm really pulling for Tara and Joey. I don't know. They just I, them and Team Fun and the boys is like the ones I'm pulling for the most. Um, I mean, that's so, the edit. Yeah. All right. As a, as a viewer, I'm sitting there going, "No, don't do that. Hold on, just hold on." <laughs> like, um, but I did it. All right, so Team Fun, Matt and Redman, uh, feeling confident because they got a nice half-hour lead on that 9 a.m. bus. Everybody else gets on the uh, second bus, which is at 9.30. Team Mom and Dad make it with one minute left to go. Everybody else is trying to get the bus going, but it didn't work. So now, teams are required to use their bicycle for the rest of this leg uh, as uh, their transportation. So they have to find that Travelocity roaming gnome with the cool-ass hat and hang out with him for the rest of the leg. Um I noticed one thing. Uh, it's called a Bic Dong Temple. And, and thought, here's the thing. When Matt was brought up, I really thought he said Bid Dong. I was like, you have to report to the Big Dong. And I was like, what is he saying? Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like to me. I had to Google it to uh, make sure. How it but it's Bic, B-I-C-H, Dong, not B-I-G. Um so the nine o'clock bus seemed to get a even bigger lead because the nine thirty bus was stuck in traffic. Was there anything difficult about this uh, gnome part of the task there, Floyd? No, just no. It, it took us probably like a minute when we were at the temple to like find where it was because it's kind of up and behind. But no, you just got it, strapped it onto your bike. It was it was pretty simple. I was pretty excited because I was like, I felt like I was holding a celebrity to travel off the road. Like, oh gosh. Well, I, I love travelocity. Yeah. 
Yeah. We never got to do that. I'm jealous of y'all. And I think Corey y'all did that too. We never got to uh, deal with the gnome. Yeah, we did the we had the same little uh, setup too. Our gnome rode on the front of our bikes in Dubai too. So <laughs> a little flashback. Scott left his backpack when he picked up the gnome. Okay, go. All right, just random things in the chat room. Scott has a lot of patience. Lola moving on. All right, buses. Let's get to the speed bump first. Tara and Joey had to collect six dozen eggs from around the pond before they can continue racing. It seems really easy, but you could tell from no, this episode. That took like 20 minutes. I think that took like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. See, Joey was struggling, though. Like He was already out of it before this another grueling episode. I think the heat's really wearing on him. I mean, and just the whole race. To make it this far in the race, we all know how strenuous that is and how tired your body starts to get at some point. And I think those back-to-back legs in such a humid place – Definitely isn't helping any of the the racers. I would say your your body physically starts breaking down at this point. And I mean, Floyd, you can speak to this better than any of us. But like, I remember at this point in the race, I had blisters all over my legs. I had a broken rib. I had bruises everywhere. Like, is your body physically cannot take like the stuff that we're doing? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How much sleep did you guys get this uh, before this leg? Do you think? Well, it was a pretty good normal pit stop. I mean, yeah, a good twelve hour. Okay. Stop, I would say. Yeah, you, I know it's the same country. Yeah, and you saw us to finish last leg, it was still light out, and we started the next leg, and it was still light out. So I think we, we had a meal, and like it felt good. Okay. so I felt fine, yeah. Yeah, get a nice recharge. Joey's having a hard time. Mom and Dad then get lost and get two kilometers out of their way on this bike uh, path. So they're not starting this leg off strong when they get to the speed bump, and they fall even further behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely worried. Uh, this leg about Team Mom and Dad – in my head, I'm like, wow, this is the leg that they, they go home. But then the roadblock comes. Yep. Uh-oh. For this leg, uh, it was a switchback to season three, which I I have just – I don't know why it's so perfect. They cut to the clip of Flo, and everybody's hoping hmm. Brooke is going to be doing this task. Oh, my. I tweeted yeah. at it. And- Here's the thing, though. With this task, and this is when I will fault teams on for trying to pitch the wrong racer, I really think in this one – Logan should have done this over London. And when you walk up to the scene and you see five bike stations with like this bamboo trap and you see like this one set up, like best believe the six foot five beefy guy is going to take that over the five foot five, like beautiful, but skinny, skinny girl. <laughs> uh Oh, what's Brooke? Sorry about, I'm sorry. Brooke said, sorry to me in the chat room. I, 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 there's no need sorry. to sorry. Probably sorry that she didn't carry the bike and have her, your flow. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, we were all hoping for it. Uh, it just uh, it, it turned out to be a different type of moment. So Matt and Floyd worked together here to count baskets. And you guys worked together because you were in front and you figured, hey, let's race for first place. And, and, uh-huh. and that, that was it. That was the kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, we were just like, we didn't see why we wouldn't help each other in that situation. We knew there was a lot of leg left. Still competitive, obviously. Like, we want to win, but. It's just, it was, there's no, I don't know. We just did. Oh, I do. I approve of that. Like, I know I say don't help people, but this is one of the situations where it's like against the rules. Because if you know there's three teams on another bus that's like 30 minutes behind you, oh, by all means. Uh, Kelsey and I did this in Poland. We knew that the other teams were pretty far behind us. So her and I knocked out the roadblock together just so we could get to that mat. Like, uh-huh. I, I did it. I approve. Right. Yeah, Tyler and Dana did the same thing in our China leg when there were four teams left. We were the first two to the park, and they were like, we're doing this together. Uh-huh. 
make it to the finals. So Becca wants mom and dad out because they U-turned them and they are tricksters. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you think she meant by tricksters, Floyd? What are we talking well, about? Here's the thing. So the entire race, we just Joey and Tara, we knew they were a strong team, but they were also very like kind of reserved. And like we could tell they're keeping a lot of secrets. So we didn't we never found out directly from Tara, for example, that she could speak several languages. We found that out through the grapevine and learned that she like was keeping it secret. And that's yeah. a great strategy. Like, I don't blame her for that. But that just scared us, to be honest with you. So I think when she's talking about tricksters, that's what she's referring to. And therefore, I mean, to be fair, in Greece, if we had gotten to that U-turn board first, we probably would have U-turned them. Uh, and it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. But, us, yeah, we just, like, we love Joey and Tara. It was no, like, personal thing. We were just, like, your competition. You need to be out of here because you can make the final three, but we don't want you to. So. And that's what I took it as. I thought it was like playful banter. I didn't see it as a mm-hmm. like slight. I saw it more as playful, like competitive banter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So Becca thinks the hardest part of this task is going to be getting the numbers right. She clearly didn't watch season three. <laughs> uh, uh, did either of you watch season three before this uh, season? Uh, I, I didn't see all of season three, but I was aware. Well, it was funny because I during the time, like I wasn't aware that that task was a switchback. But it was a- almost immediately after the fact. I was like, I've totally seen this before. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, so, like, I knew this was a thing after. But in the moment, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. How I- heavy do you think that thing was? Honestly. Say that again? Sorry. How heavy do you think that thing was? I'm just really so, curious. Yeah, you're not the first person who's asked me that. So it wasn't light, but it wasn't heavy. Right. Like being completely honest, it wasn't heavy. Uh, It was just cumbersome. And as basically the technique I had where I I basically because Matt basically kind of told me to sit on the handlebars in front, not the handlebars, but the bar in front of the seat and like kind of walk it along. The problem with that is like the entire weight of the bicycle is just like on your upper body and like or your whole body. And so after a long period of time, it felt massive. But in the beginning, it wasn't really that terrible. But, yeah, I guess having to do it three times will definitely wear on yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Be- uh, Floyd drops two baskets right from the start, and Becca can't say anything. She was yeah. – watched your episode. She was this close to screaming out, and I think somebody helped her and stopped her from screaming out. Could have even saved you a penalty. But do you mm. think that penalty could have saved your whole race, though? Here's I my mean- thing. Mm. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a comment about this. I have such a comment. This goes back to Darius and Cameron of our season 28 as well. If I'm that other person and I see a disaster happening, I'm going to do whatever I can within the rules to help him out. So if I'm betting that situation, I'm going to be like, Floyd, come give me your fanny pack. Here, you want some water? Like, come give me a <laughs> You just stay your little ass here until you notice that. <laughs> Get your water, Floyd. Come get your water. Yeah, she something. She said basically she would have. She like looking back, she probably would have taken a fifteen minute penalty to you know basically spare the other thirty. Yeah, but the whole thing ended up taking like three, three, three and a half hours or so. So she would have. Yeah, she would have spared that. I mean, and it feels a little cheaty, I guess, but it's still within the context of like the rules. So a little cheaty. Yeah, like I said, I, my little ass would have done whatever I needed to do to keep you there. <laughs> so Matt absolutely crushes this task. Uh, not yep. sure if Red, I'm not sure if Redmond could have actually done this unless he had a special leg for riding. Uh, it seemed like this was pretty difficult. Well, I mean, he was I mean, riding the, biggest, the bicycle fine. Yeah, the hardest part was honestly balancing the thing. 
Um, and then as you can see, also making sure you tie them on well. Uh, but that was by far the most difficult thing was balancing because I fell, fell way more times than they showed on TV with that entire contraption. Um, the second time when I went back with London, I had it more down, still fell a couple times, and that's why that final trap fell off. Oh. Um, but balance was the hardest thing, and match just like Superman. So yeah, snowboarder, no, no surprise, yeah. All right, so we find out Brooke takes spin classes every day, and she still sounds <laughs> like she's giving birth while riding bicycles. <laughs> oh. When he says that later in this episode, I've I've never laughed so hard watching the race. He he's got some lines. He's a little sassy this episode. So confident and cockiness is really starting to like jump out, and and I like it. I mean, it reminds me. It reminds you like me. it? Yeah, I love it. I love watching it because it's fun to see people who are having fun with it. Not not being totally serious, but he's having fun with his cockiness. It's not like eh, you know. <laughs> the cockiness is fun if you can batch it up, but like at some point that cockiness is gonna bite you in the tail and oh. you're gonna have that little shoot sound, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joey comes up with another great line, E.T. Gnome Home. Huh? <laughs> was, was it Joey or was it Logan who said that? I think it was Logan, Logan, wasn't it? They didn't show the face of the person. They just I thought it was voice. Logan. I thought it was Logan. Yeah. All right, Logan, let me put it in here, Logan. I got to give you credit because I never talk about you. <laughs> I, well, that's why, I, that's why I wrote it down because I'm like, oh, look, they have personalities and they're going to show it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. All right, Floyd, you know you dropped some, but now you think you could continue on and drop the things off and go back. Is, yeah, so basically... Was it in the clue? Yes, <laughs> I think it was in the clue. Okay. What happened was... It's not the clue's fault. Okay. What happened was I get close... So I see the mark that says the Fisherman's Village is right there, and my bike falls again. So then some more fall off, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm at the end. Let's just go, Right. Um, and then that's when I realized that, no, he tells me you, you can't drop them all off. And I also start to notice that there's a lot, this bike looks empty. Like <laughs> if you look back at like the season preview of like me riding the bike, you can look at the top and it looks like half the stuff isn't there. Uh, <laughs> Cause it literally wasn't. Yeah, it literally wasn't. So, and also at that point I had no idea what the reason I went all the way back to the beginning instead of picking them up along the path is because I just didn't remember what the correct number of traps was. Um, Plus, I just didn't really know how much I was... I mean, no, I guess I'm just making excuses. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another, here's another question. I don't know if it's just an afterthought. Okay, when he says no, you got to bring the bike back. Once you go, could you have just dropped your bike, oops, and then went and picked up the stuff, brought the to the bike, and then picked the bike up and walked back up to the village? Are you saying... So are you saying drop the bike there and go without your bike? Right, so when he said no, just leave the village... And just drop uh, your bike like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Cool. Then go back, get all your baskets, and put them back on the bike, and then get up and go. You, well, so basically, you had to everywhere you went, your bike had to be right with you. So I could have, okay. yeah. So yeah, that was in the clue. It said you may only make forward progress with your bike, which meant that you cannot be substantially separated from it. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, definitely yeah. wondering about that. All right. So uh, we see Matt help Floyd get up and moving. Mm-hmm. Um. Very big of him again. You two are also fighting for first place. Um, yeah. So it's pretty big of him to help you during that task. But again, you two seem to have this agreement that, like, you know what? Let's just uh, be f- first and second and we'll race to the mat, which I'm mm-hmm. Becca screams. Uh, this is when we can get Joey and Tara out. Does that motivate you? I didn't hear her scream that the entire time. I think 
some of that happened either while I wasn't paying attention or I just wasn't there. In that moment, I didn't think about it. I think I was just like, I need to get done and not get us out. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Why is London screaming at you to help her, and why did you stop and help her? Okay. So, basically, uh, we get back. The first time I get back, and I have to basically put all the traps on again. It's me, Scott, and London. Scott ends up departing to go you know, ride the bike down to the thing. And basically, I'm like, London and I are basically like, okay, let's like ride together like next to each other. So, she leaves first because her bike's closer to the gate, and I'm right behind her. And then, so she's in front of me and her bike tips over and then that's, so I guess she just knew I was right behind her and that's when she started screaming and, you know, like really freaking out. So, I mean, why did I help her? I just, just couldn't, first of all, I knew mom and dad weren't there yet. So it wasn't a fight for the last place. Cause if she was in the last place, maybe it would have been a different story. Uh, but also I like was exhausted to know how incredibly hard and she sounded like she was terrified right that's the so. thing that voice is like i don't think you can turn away from that voice because she yeah. really sounded desperate it wasn't like a hey just help me it was like yeah. a desperate cry for her i was actually like watching that episode again like i that came back to me because i remember being like actually scared hearing i thought she was hurt so um wow, well, you're you such know. a good dude man <laughs> i don't oh, know <laughs> what i would have done i would have been like yeah, i wouldn't have i know i wouldn't have and it may have been me in the tail but i would have done yeah. what floyd did I, I'm in the same boat. Like so many times when people needed help on our season, it like gutted me when we just like didn't help them. I mean, I don't, I would have been right there with you, Floyd. <laughs> oh, you guys are such good people. <laughs> Diana would have definitely helped. I would have probably not, to be honest. I would have been like, sucks to be her. She ain't getting it. <laughs> especially, especially if I had such a hard time getting my momentum and you, which you seem like you did. So like, yeah. Although you're such a good dude, that's, that's why you're a lock for all stars. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, come on, don't act like you don't know. Right, uh, yeah. He's like, I already got the call. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving. All right, why I, Floyd drops another set of baskets and had to go back, but first, yep. let's take a nap. Did you take a nap? Did you take a nap? <laughs> so that that audio saying that was from the interview when I said I was gonna, I felt like taking a nap. I did. I laid down, not for more than like thirty seconds, though. But I definitely like as soon as that second time it was wrong. I didn't. I like honestly did not immediately go back and like figure it out. I like sat down for a good, uh, good five or so, five to ten minutes maybe, um, just to try to regain whatever composure I could regain. And like, I just needed the energy to come back to me so I could try this again. How um, far do you think it was from the actual basket shop to where you <laughs> the starting point of that challenge was? And honestly, I think. I think it was a mile, and that's okay. it. Really, isn't that far when you're going at like literally a crawling pace? Though the the oh, thing yeah. felt like three miles. I remember because I remember you saw London constantly throughout the entire thing. She would ask me how much further, Floyd, how much further, and I knew <laughs> I was like, we're not even a quarter of the way there. Yet. But like, I didn't want to tell her that because I knew this thing was. It felt so long, so I think it was only a mile. Um, but longest that's mile, mile that's far. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a mile each way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Joey actually jumps on the bike and crushes this task. Even though he was struggling physically, he just seemed to put his head down and just buckle to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Didn't seem to have any issues that we noticed, at least in the edit. Uh, Becca turns the fun meter way down, and she can't understand (laughs) why it's taking Floyd so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I think the worst, one of the worst parts of the race is when you're the person not doing the roadblock 
because you are just you're in a completely helpless situation where there's there's really honestly not much you can do. You just have to sit there and wait. And mm-hmm. it's it's one of the worst parts because you feel like you have no control and then you want to support your teammate, but you're just sitting there like maybe we made the wrong decision. Maybe I should have done this or could I even do this better? It's just it's a lot of frustration and all you can do is just sit there and like live in it. Floyd finally gets the task done, crashes into a tree on his way back. Yep. Dude, well, did you get hurt? It seemed like that one. You, yeah, you did. I think, did you start blacking out? So here's what, okay, they actually spared the worst of, like, what happened. So when I, like, I unload the strip traps, get my clue, and, like, ride back to bike Becca, um, on the way back, I actually fell twice. Um, and I just attributed that to like th- th- I'm riding this rickety you know shrimp trap bike like it's obviously unbalanced, um, kind of like what she saw with London a little bit. So that's what I thought was just happening. So I get back to Becca. She's like, "Are you good? You got this?" I'm like, "Okay, I can do this." Um, we start leaving the roadblock area almost immediately. Like five seconds after being on my bike, I fall, and I'm just like, "What's wrong with me?" So I get back up, I keep going, and probably in between the time I finally had to stop, like because they, the race staff were literally like, you need to stop right now. I probably fell about another four to five times um, before it's finally done. And one time I fell into a fence. Cause if you look at the pit stop, you see there's like a bandage around my knee. Yeah. Uh, one time I like crashed into a fence, like kind of sliced open my knee. Not that bad, but mm. so still bloody. Yeah. That uh, didn't seem like a lot of fun for, for you. Uh, Floyd goes no. down. <laughs> Floyd goes down a second time and this time the medics come out. Mm-hmm. Now, we even got to see somebody who we all notoriously know is mean and and just a <laughs> bad guy, the bald big Austrian <laughs> German guy. I'm not going to oh, not going to say his name. How are you, Dad? Voldemort who's come up again. Um was he actually concerned at this moment? Did he seem like Because yeah. I've a, never seen him concerned. Yeah, that was the first time I've seen him be, like, kind of nice. So <laughs> it was nice. No, so, so tell us exa- tell us what happened. Like, uh, so, so did you have, like, a diagnosed with something? Uh, like, did you so have? The first, that final fall, they just told me to lay down. Uh, what they did is I don't, I remember, because, okay, this is a part where actually parts of it black out. So I look back wow. at this moment, I can't quite remember everything that happened. What I will tell you is that there was one time before, like, right before they laid me down, I actually started hallucinating, apparently, uh, because in the distance, I, like, I'm someone who really likes, like, wind turbines, like, renewable energy things. I just have, like, a weird obsession with them. I think they're cool. So I actually thought I saw one, like, really close to us, like a mini one in the distance. And I remember it was, like, the security team and, like, a couple producers. Like, I, like, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And they all turn around and they're like, Floyd, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. So I, w- I remember saying, you think I'm crazy. I understand this is scary, but, like, I know it's right there. Um, so that happened. And then wow. they laid me down, uh, basically took my temperature. I want to say I took my blood pressure. or did I don't really remember all that they did. Right. This is where it starts getting spotty. The one thing I do remember, though, is I started saying, I started asking if I was bleeding from my eyes. And, from my eyes? And then, <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, I know this is impossible, but can I try crying tears of blood really quickly? Like, let me just try crying blood, because I want to show you. And so I tried, like, I literally sat there trying, or I was lying there, and I tried crying. And, there, and you know, no tears or blood came out, because, yeah. Wow. Um, That's why I did the and basically I just, out. Yeah, good, it, uh, I, yeah. Hallucinating is, the, uh, is a sign of what? Is that a, a part of heat stroke, uh, James Earl? Yeah. I, 
He was. He was having I a heat stroke. So. He was dehydrated, having a heat stroke. He was probably a little orthostatic. Blood pressure was low, dehydrated. He just needed fluids and some cool, yeah. like to cool his body temperature. James Jones, yeah, doctor. For those of there you go. He's I wish you were there. <laughs> <laughs> what happened also afterwards was like all my after Phil eliminated us, all my muscles were like my limbs were like I couldn't even like move them. It's yeah. like they were like all locked up. And like, so I tried taking a bath kind of like at the pit stop afterward. And like, after the fact, I was like stuck in the bathtub for like 10 minutes because oh, I like, could not stand up. It was crazy. Your, your electrolytes were shifting. You needed that, that powder. Did Herman give you that powder? He did. Yeah. He put it in several bottles of water. So definitely needed that. Uh, Doc and Brooke are in the chat room. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with us. So if you guys. Wait, who was the first one? Doc. Doc. Oh, I, sorry. Doc Peg, like uh, Redmond. Red, okay. I, keep Sorry, I, was like, I don't know. If you keep saying Doc, you keep saying the name. Like I'm gonna know who Doc is. <laughs> no, it's his Twitter name. I think. Gotcha. Signed in with Doc Peg Peg Red. Uh, Redmond's in the chat room. Uh, so if you guys want to ask some questions, feel free to join in. And if we get anything wrong, or if you guys want to join in, feel free. All right. So let's get to it. The, the dreaded Phil coming to the mat, and uh, he's he's getting. Wait, are you skipping like the literally the rest of the line? But no, but that that's what happens for them. We were just talking about. Phil. Okay. Uh, we're talking about uh, how long were you there? Do you think before Phil came? Uh, so I don't know because, like I said, part of that oh, yeah, of is a blank spot in my memory. I do remember I was sitting in a van, like an air conditioned van, for like thirty minutes. They took me out of the van. Um, this is when Becca's like, "You want to keep racing, Floyd?" And I thought I could keep racing, so I was ready. But then they realized I didn't remember what country I was in. I had no idea we were in Vietnam. Oh, and then they basically sat us on like the rocks where Phil came up to us probably 10 minutes later. So when my man, like when everything comes back to me, I think it was about 40 minutes before that. I really don't know how long it was. All right. The race continues on with a route info. It seems that teams had to collect and deliver an offering of prayer items uh, and uh, have to use their feet to row down this river and back. Uh, this doesn't seem like a test that I thought it'd be a lot harder for teams. It's I thought teams. it was hard. It's the only team that happened for hard, but the only team that didn't struggle with it was Matt and Redmond. Yeah, Matt and Redmond. I mean, they they seem to crush every test that they get. Listen, yeah. I mean, you, only saw, you only got to see four teams do it, and only one didn't struggle. I, I would count that as hard. To oh. be fair, like after talking with everyone after that, they all said it took so long. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, well, I don't think it was easy. Buy it for anyone. Just, no. Okay. I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say what we were talking about before the uh, before we even went live. I was so confused by this task and just the fact that I thought it was just going to be a like a second uh, roadblock for them to do where the other person had to do it, which is what happened to us in leg ten when we were in Bali. And I was just so surprised to see them like. Ju- it was just route info, and only one person had to do this task. Like. It seems so weird. So I wanted to know if there was anything behind the scenes that we missed. Because James Earl, didn't you think that was like a second roadblock that the other teammate should have had to do? What I venture to say is that may have originally been the plan, but I think Redmond did a little kink in their plan because that's what I said. I don't think it would have been fair for Redmond to have been stuck with that one. So I think if they were going to do it as a double roadblock, what they would have had to do is the first clue would have been like and this is going to sound awful, and Redmond, I hope you get a laugh out of this, but like, when he was uh, talking about like who's ready to do the fishing net stuff, and be like, your member must, like, I, I don't even know how they would have said it, but like, they would have had to say Redmond without saying Redmond needed to do it. Remember, <laughs> yeah. two legs to complete this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I, just, so- I just, it wouldn't have been fair, because I, I, I don't think 
Because the way people were bending their feet, you like you had to bend your feet oh, and yeah. toes to make it paddle. And Redmond can do a lot, but I just physically think you wouldn't have been able to do that without a foot. Yeah, well, that's what I said. You, when you saw the look he gave when Matt read the clue, and it was like, <laughs> use your feet to paddle the boat, and he just like deadpans to the camera. <laughs> like, but I, I, my whole thought process is I think that leg was set up As to a be road two block. roadblocks yeah. like our yeah. leg 10 was, and then they just had to switch it on the fly. Because yeah. I was even with Logan complaining about how hard it was for him, I'm like, why didn't he and London just switch positions? I think what you decided, like you had to stick with it. And so maybe I'm wrong. Like so isn't that a roadblock? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so it's a roadblock that you had to choose after you read the task. Right. I'm, it was so confusing to me. I'm like, that had to have been a second half of roadblock that they just switched for whatever reason. And here's the thing with me. I always think of a ways to cheat the system if we can't do it. That seems like something I would have got cramps doing. I would have had a really hard time doing. Could you have tied them with a bandana? Just tied the, the damn things to your feet with a bandana? But the, I think the thing said you had to, like, row it like the locals do. So I don't think there was workarounds around that. I think yeah. you really just had to, like, like hold on tight with them toes. Just grip real tight. <laughs> <laughs> Some monkey toes come in there. Uh, <laughs> and Floyd, feel free to jump in at any part. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously you weren't uh, didn't take part in these. But yeah, don't have a lot of insight, but I'll I'll keep I'll think about it. <laughs> oh, well, I had one more thought about the roadblock. I wanted to say one thing. No, we have, we have more. Else. I feel so bad also for um, London during this roadblock because her chain broke on her bike. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, the same thing happened to me in India, and like it is grueling having to run like run the distance with a bike they expect you to bike. Like uh-huh. it doesn't, they made it, they didn't make it a short distance because they think you're biking, but your little ass has to run with it. So I feel your pain, uh, London. I'm sorry. God, I know how that feels. <laughs> I love the gnome with his cool little hat on the boats. Uh, let's see. Vietnam was beautiful backdrop for this. It seemed like that real Jurassic park, old school, prehistoric looking mountains in the background. I really liked, um, London, uh, Logan was, had problems cause he was too tall, but he seemed to work through it. Uh, Tara had one of my favorite lines of the season. Uh, well, can you just shut your mouth, Boston, or can you keep your mouth <laughs> shut, Boston? I've said that a lot in my in my years of winning against Boston. Just keep your mouth shut, Boston. Uh, I, I love that they were playful, and uh, I think Diana noticed this. Did you notice that Joey didn't want to turn around and look at Tara? Do you think it was because of the way that her legs in awkward position <laughs> and he's like just so being so respectful? Oh, man. <laughs> hmm. I wonder, like, I don't know. He, he looked he looked exhausted, but I, I definitely noticed that, too. When I watch it back, he's just like in the front of the boat, like head down, yeah. looking the other way. Yeah. Now, I will say I noticed that when you did that test, you showed a lot of thigh. Like those fans <laughs> were up real high. There was a lot of thigh action going on. <laughs> yes. And uh, there was somebody on our season who didn't wear underwear. So that would have been interesting to see uh, what would have happened. Wait, really? Wait. Why didn't they wear underwear? What? Don't tell don't tell me who they are. But like, was that strategic? Is that just comfortable or what? <laughs> well, they, I think they only brought one pair because they brought a really, 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 really small pack. Really, it was hit or that person? <laughs> yeah, we would have all loved that, right? We'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, learning something new. Ah, well, here's the pit stop at Hangwa Peak. This damn thing, five hundred steps, over five hundred steps to get to Phil. Just an FYI, the Empire State Building is about fifteen hundred steps, so about a 
third of the steps up the Empire State Building. Floyd, do you think if somehow you finished that task, you could have actually made it up those stairs? Well, in general, stairs aren't that bad for me, especially if I'm not, like, sprinting up them. Then, like, I, 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 I feel confident that, like, that didn't look like the most intimidating thing to me. I would do that any day over doing the Shrimp Trap Bicycle. But, I mean, that being said, if everything had already went as it had and I, like, didn't get heat stroke at that moment, it makes me wonder if, like, it would have come on later. But I, I don't know. In that moment, I kind of picture, like, you know, Amy and Maya from season 25 and that, like, penultimate leg when, like, she got, to the, she got to the mat and just, like, fainted. I think that's what would have happened. Like, as I replay that day in my head all the time, because that's what happens when you're eliminated. Um, tell me. I just, like, I just, I picture just, like, trucking through it and, like, just making that final sprint up the stairs and just, like, passing out on the mat and being, like, I did it. But I don't know. All right. Did anybody notice that Phil didn't let Matt and Redmond get up to the top? He waited. They were like ten steps away from me from the top, and he was like, "All right, guys, your first place. Now come on." <laughs> if they had blown their lead in that ten steps, like bless them. They don't deserve it. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew you were going to bring that up, and I saw some like people comment and tweet about that too because people said the same thing when Tyler and I had to like row our boat out to the big boat, and he announced, "You're in first place." Before we actually stepped on the mat. Everyone always seems to have a problem with that, but I'm like, nobody's going to pass us in the next 10 yards. I mean, like I said, if y'all do, you got some major issues. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then they win a a trip uh, to Costa Rica, um, uh, which is a place that uh, we might be moving to. Costa Rica. So I want to go. I want to go to Costa Rica. Beautiful place. After uh, being team number two, Brooke and Scott is all positive. Did you notice that? Brooke and Scott get to the mat, and Brooke is just, like, positive, happy Brooke for the first time in the race. Can we go back to when they were getting at the base of the mountain when she was, like, <laughs> I just want to go back to that moment Go ahead. No one's talking the positivity because I, like, I lived for so much of this moment. So when she's, like, yelling and screaming and uh, Scott is, like, God, she's going into labor again, twins this time. <laughs> I about lost it. Like that was one of my favorite moments. And then the look on her face when she saw the stairs, like I just don't even know how to describe it. It was everything. And I lived for that entire face. So she you could <laughs> tell she was just like, she was like, just no, she was like, no way she was over it, but not like she wasn't physically over it. Like she's going to do it, but you could tell like, she was like, Oh hell no. Like <laughs> no ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, she did. She did uh, bring a little sass, which I love. Their little back and forth because they both have their little sarcastic ways or uh, passive aggressive ways that they say things to each other. Uh, and uh, this episode brought it out in both of them. Um, Team Mom and Dad, even with a speed bump, still coming in third, mm-hmm. showing their strength. I mean, Joey blasted through that roadblock because you have to remember when London and I, London and I left, and Joey and Tara still weren't there at the roadblock. So. That means wow. that, and like basically really close to when we, London was still there when Joey ended up pulling in. Um, so I think, I mean, they showed him like walking at first, but I think he was able to bike that thing the whole time. Yeah. He, I mean, he really pushed through it, I think. so. I think another thing that helped him out, and mistake, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think London and Logan showed up on the mat with Tara and Joey, which yeah. means they were probably about 10 minutes apart. And I bet you yeah. that bro- that bo- broken bike chain is really what played a difference there. Because, like, if you're mm-hmm. having to run back a mile as compared to biking a mile, that can be about a 10-minute difference. It really can. Yeah. Um, so I bet you that played a lot into it. Not taking anything away from Tara and Joey. Um, right. Right. But I think that played a lot into it. 
All right, so uh, let's get. What do you think of? Uh, oh, well, uh, we already. You want to talk about the saddest part of the episode? Uh, I, cr- I broke my heart. <laughs> did you I honestly cry? Watching it? I did. I <laughs> cried everything though. Uh, I cry. I texted both uh, Becca and Floyd and told them that they made me sob and. I did tear up. I mean, I said from the second I saw them in episode one, I was like, that's my team. That's who I'm rooting for. And I don't wow. know. If I, and I don't know if I've liked a team this much in a while, as much as I enjoyed watching them. I don't so. think <laughs> a universally liked team as much as team fun in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously, maybe. Like, I mean, even the soul surface had hate on them. And how could you hate on the soul surface? Like, yeah. Like it's, you guys, uh, Kudos, bro. A leg designed uh, much better than the last leg, but the. Uh, I think it was a very. I think this was the physical leg. So I think there's that, always that yeah. one leg that is just going to just exhaust you, and it's yeah. usually late in the season. And this was that leg. So, I mean, I, I don't hate on the leg design. I do think it was supposed to be two roadblocks, but damn, I'm not jealous of y'all. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, not a. Fun. I mean. Yeah, it was either two roadblocks or there was a second half of a detour that like didn't happen. Mm-hmm. What seems to what people seem to like in leg design is when there are challenges that actually change up the order. So, like in that yeah. sense, both of the challenges in legs nine and ten, you know, obviously did that, and I think that's why people liked it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are really, really, really enjoying this season. So, my super fan move is actually going to be Brooke for taking out some cash and trying to pay the driver to leave. I think that's an awesome, awesome way to do it. The driver said yes, and they were going to do it if they had two more minutes. I think he would have been gone, and. Um, Team Mom and Dad would have missed that bus, and the whole episode would have changed. Uh, so we'll see. James Earl, seal clap. Who's getting it? So we know I love my boys, my Matt and Redmond, but I'm going to give my seal clap to the second-place team because I feel like of so far, Brooke and Scott have been such a rocky team. This was a really good lead for them, and they did really well, and I was super proud of them and super proud of the positivity at the end. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that uh, if they if this is when they're going to hit their stride, this is the time to do it. Uh, but uh, they worked through their little dysfunction and, and they pulled through. And this leg, they had a lot of uh, – well, last leg was more. But this leg, they had a little bit and they still did well. So, Can I say, though, like my season seal clap is going to team fun. I just – it's hard for me to give a seal clap to this episode because of how it, how it played out. Like, I love them. Sorry, I know I'm saying, like, them and you're here. <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I just, oh, it's, I can't seal clap, like, this moment because it's just, it, it's not a seal clap moment. Right, uh, right. <laughs> and it ain't going to be Corey's LOL moment. What is? No. Uh, <laughs> certainly wasn't. I was not <laughs> laughing at all. Um, I think I think we all agree universally that Scott's like she's having twins comment was by far the funniest uh, uh, moment of the episode. And yeah, all every comment and everything I saw on, on both Twitter and Facebook, everyone kind of universally agreed that that was the yeah. LOL moment of that episode. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, um, so that's a great episode next week. They're heading to South Korea, cup stacking and video games. I would have loved this lad. Like, yeah, sign me up. Same, same. Uh, like, you can see I'm like playing games before. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I think. Tell me if I'm if I'm wrong or not. Either you or Becca already knows how to do like the cup song. Uh, I totally know the cup song. <laughs> that doesn't help with stacking them, but I mean, I think it, it would have played out that Becca probably would have done the cup stacking, and then I would have done the gaming one. 
is I think that would have played in our skills the best. So. Yeah, Diana as well. I think I'd have done the video game one and she would have done the cup stacking. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this one. I think a lot of us gamers are uh, excited to see some uh, video games. The one during our season wasn't a real video game. It was like a simulator, but that was close and I was really excited about that. But this is actually a game that I know how to play. It'd be really fun. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to uh, give you this time to uh, or just allow me to tell you that I really appreciate what you've done for the amazing race as a whole. I don't know if you realize it, but I think you've brought back a lot of people who are missing something from the race and they found it in Team Fun this year. And I think that's oh, one wow. of the, I really think that you guys <laughs> are one of the reasons that it continues to, to be a season 30. So, wow. Dang, I, that's. <laughs> You're definitely a lock for All-Stars. I thought we were a lock for All-Stars, but there's nobody they're calling before they're calling you. So. Hey, coming from you, man, like that means that means the world, and especially someone who's like grown up watching The Amazing Race. It's just like half people even say this to me. I, 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 it doesn't even hit me yet. It'll probably hit me tomorrow, and I'll just be like sobbing in the morning. Eating my <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I think uh, all four of the people on this show right now have a really good shot at racing again against each other. And I think we're going to look forward to that. <laughs> yes, um, all right. So is there anything else that we uh, we missed? Do you want to get a say hey there? What do you say to anybody? I, go. Uh, I just have to do a shout out. Yes. Uh, Corey. Corey, my friend Sierra Tompkins is in love with you. And she's super jealous that I like get to talk to you. So can you just like say, hey, Sierra, you're oh, awesome. Yeah. I love you. Hey, Sierra, you're awesome. <laughs> I, I love you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Special guest joining in. Oh. Oh. She's been in the chat room sitting over on the side a little off bit. Off camera. Off camera. <laughs> uh, so who's going home next week, Justin? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Next week. I, I mean, next Lolo. week is going to determine the, the finals, right? I mean, obviously, I've been saying Team Lolo for the past <laughs> two, week, uh, two weeks. Uh, I, it's time for them to go. Uh, they're, not, they're not top three f- uh, for me. I, I think the clear top three is, is left after that. I mean, it seems like Matt Redman, uh, Tara and Joey, and Brooke and Scott are the ones that you want to be racing here, for the finals. Be. Come here. Uh, does anybody Come disagree here. with that? Anybody think differently? I do. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Bring it. I, I'm just getting very nervous for Matt and Redmond with the way they ended that last comment after they like checked in, and he's like, he's like, I Matt's saying I've been trying not to look to the end because I don't want to get ahead of myself. And then he says, but now I'm looking at the end, and I'm like, well, there they go. They just set that up for everybody. Uh oh! Oh, God, that would be heartbreaking. And Brooke just called me out in the chat room. Hold on, Justin, do you think you're being cocky right now? (laughs) No, (laughs) I really believe that I'm just being honest and confident. Like Team Fun, if you watch their damn YouTube video, they mention All Stars three or four times. Are they being cocky? You wouldn't say that because of my age. You'd say that, all right? No, (laughs) maybe I am being too cocky, but I mean, come on. How could you not invite us back? We got unfinished business. It's going to be an unfinished business too. No. Diana thinks it's going to be celebrities. All right, let's get into that. We got like, we got a couple minutes. Let's get into that. Celebrities? So Season you want 30. To, so you want me to come Season back 30. again? Yeah, let's see you want Tyler Gore <laughs> Bernie and Ashley. It's not fair. <laughs> Season 28's coming back? No, um, 
Do we think season 30 is going to be regular season, celebrity season, all-star season? I've noticed that Phil has been asked or talking about celebrities in almost every... Oh, yeah, Floyd was in the in the Phil's Alive thing. Uh, uh, he didn't I, even I, acknowledge I, us. I was like, it's me from the green team. <laughs> I was watching your comments as that was happening. Like, I saw like, you say that every Diana single time. Diana Bishop says hi, and I'm like, I'm me. Yeah, from the green yeah. Team. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. All right, so All-Stars, what do we think? Uh, now, is it going to be an All-Stars, no All-Stars? There's two. I think there's two options. It's either going to be a regular season or an All Stars. If they did, I think because if they did a celebrity season, I think so many casual fans would not like that. Oh and yeah. Then also, a comment that Phil talked about was the first returners, like or the first eliminated people coming back. Um, and that's going to happen. There, so there's season twenty seven won't get represented in that one. I promise you that. <laughs> the first out for a reason. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody remembers the first outs. When I was there to want to watch, she was the best of the worst. <laughs> am i wrong am i wrong no i just think about it like whoever gets eliminated first on that season would be like the worst worst the worst yeah and like that would be terrible so i feel like they can't do that just for that reason somebody's gonna be the first team eliminated twice (laughs) yeah it happened on survivor did it Someone got voted out first twice. It was oh, that, no. Fran, what was his name? Like Francesca? Yes, Francesca. Uh. <laughs> okay, so, well, so that's proof you don't bring back people who got voted out. First. I think there's, I think there's zero chance it's a regular season. I think zero chance it's a regular season. Wow. I think it'd be an unfinished okay. business. I don't think they're gonna do all stars because of the tainted twenty four. Because fans really don't look on it favorably. But I think if you label it an unfinished business and you could bring back some fun teams. Unfinished business, well, too. We haven't gotten a well, call, so. Justin, I thought you finished your business. I mean, <laughs> us and Floyd and James Earl, we all have unfinished business. Right, yeah, Justin, you, you made it the whole way. You were there. You were good. Uh, no, hold on. First place is where we needed to finish. <laughs> I don't know if you're, you're really close right. enough. You're close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a $975,000 difference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is what I think. Here it is. I think it's going to be either all stars versus celebrities, or celebrities, Ooh. or celebrities paired with all stars. I think. Ugh. I think that's well, where we're going. Like, what kind so of celebrity are we talking about? Like, like D celebrities, no, like dancing, no, with like actual. Ce- like like he, he mentioned Sean Hayes. He mentions Phil mentions Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, who ain't doing anything. Sean Hayes ain't On the doing news, anything. He also talked about Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. None of them have shows anymore. Yeah, wow. I'd be partnered with Will Smith in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. just, <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Me and Will got Philly. Diana wants Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Yes. All right, All right let's go around. One celebrity. Who would you want it Leonardo to be? DiCaprio. One celebrity, Corey. He'd be deserted on an island. Not an island. <laughs> who do you want to run the race with besides Corey? I mean, besides Tyler, Corey. Who would you want a to run celebrity? With? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Gaga, Katy Perry. Someone, someone hot. No, like a hot. <laughs> Hot Adam Levine or somebody. <laughs> okay, James Earl. I'm, I'm going to follow Corey's lead and be like Channing Tatum. Well, yeah. <laughs> He'd probably be great at the dancing challenges too. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Floyd. You'd Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Easy, Diana. Easy. Leonardo, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think I think I'd go like something like a Vin Diesel or a Jason Statham, somebody like an action uh, star. I would I'd be one of those guys. That's just me. Uh, all right. Well, 
So if you're listening, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Leonardo DiCaprio, Channing Tatum, Adam Levine, Will Smith, because I know you guys watch the YouTube video, um, reach reach out to us and we'll set up some uh, celebrities or stuff. All right. No, fans, I really appreciate each and every one of you for being inside the chat room, for hanging out with us tonight. If you want to give a thumbs up, a like, a share, each one of those help. And Floyd, I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It It was fun. Everybody, we love you. Wow, you made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.